Coaches, before we get started today, we have an amazing offer for you. PGC Basketball Shooting Colleges are live this fall. You can go to shootingcollege.com to register for $0. Absolutely free. We've waived the $95 fee at shootingcollege.com. Many sessions are already full, but there is still some availability. So if you'd like to become a better coach, hone your skills, go to shootingcollege.com, sign up, and we'll see you at one of our sessions this fall. If you have a player that wants to come, they can also go to shootingcollege.com and type in HH50 for $50 off, and you can have your players attend for a $50 discount. Hope to see you there. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievers. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. Special thanks to our friends over at PVC Basketball. Lead them up, Team Snap, and Shot Tracker for all their support of the Hardwood Hustle today. TJ, we're going to be talking about how do you handle your teammates' mistakes. You know, we recently recorded, and if you haven't listened to this episode, I strongly encourage you to do so. But we talked about great players make great mistakes. As you are pursuing greatness, as you are pushing the boundaries and pushing yourself, inevitably there will be mistakes made. And that's okay because it's part of the process. But I felt it was appropriate to kind of come back around on this topic, TJ, and say, okay, well, if you're – teammates are making mistakes and that is part of the process and it's part of them pushing themselves to greatness well like how do we respond to those mistakes as teammates right do we just not care about them do we just say oh it's part of the process he's he or she's trying to get better and it's just what happens but how do, how do we handle it how, in that moment you know do we just disregard him just go and console him and encourage him do we address it do we help try to coach him through it do we just uh be there for support like how do i handle my teammates mistakes yeah so adam i've got a couple thoughts i'm going to break mistakes down into three categories all right uh, I'm going to in-game mistakes, practice mistakes, and off-the-court mistakes. And I think the first one, off-the-court mistakes, uh, the latter of the three we'll talk about first, uh, is really important to be as proactive. And we always say at PGC, uh, you know, good reminders are only helpful when given beforehand. You know, so if you're giving reminders after teammates are getting in trouble, not handling their grades, whatever, you're too late. And so I think how do you – handle mistakes off the court not that you can stop all of them but the biggest component of handling mistakes off the court is being proactive to make sure you're giving reminders and helpful hints and whatever to help players stop for making you know bad bad decisions like for example you know some of you may be in high school or whatever and you know you know a player's going to be out drinking or something like that so Listen, this could be a life or death situation that they're making. You know, it could be one of those where they, you know, decide to get behind the wheel and they drive. And, and you, know, you don't want to not give that reminder beforehand. Like, you want to think about uh, those types of things. And I know a lot of times it's not your fault if you don't. I know that people always say, well, it's not my life. It's not my. But if you really want to be a good teammate and you see people heading down the wrong road, 
off the court, I think reminders beforehand are the, are the best option. Before you get to the next point, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because I've always said this. If you've got your players back, have it before things get bad. Okay, mm-hmm. Like really do. Have it before things get bad. I'm in the midst of this right now. There's a handful of players that I work with that um, have had some friends get into some trouble. Um, and two or three of them actually have been locked up and are spending time even at a young age uh, behind bars. Right. And you see this theme, TJ, where their their former teammates, their friends are, you know, free, free so-and-so. Like they want them released, right? Free, free so-and-so. And, and it's a, a pretty constant theme on their social media. Hey, free my brother, you know, like get him out, you know, this and that. And I always find it so interesting, TJ, that I felt like if you cared as much about keeping him out of jail as you do of trying to get him out of jail, maybe he never would have went in jail in the first place. You mm-hmm. with me there? Yeah, I'm with if you, you cared as much trying to get him out as if you cared as much trying to keep him from going in as you are trying to get him out, maybe he never would have gone in. The simple premise is this. Sometimes if you wait too long, it's it's too late. Yeah. All right. You've got to be in front of it. And if you begin to see, as TJ said, a, a teammate going down a path, let's not worry about how to handle a mistake. Try to get out in front of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Try to try to get it before it blows up, before it becomes too big, before it becomes a daunting task, and all of a sudden, boom, things are lost. Well, well, where were you as things were going down? If you truly had your teammates back, have it before things get out of control. Yeah, and I know that's a it's a big ask of young people. You know, it really is. But uh you know, to to my much is much of him is given, much is expected, you know. And so, when you're given a leadership role, or you become a leader, or you, you know, then gosh. Or if you're an influential friend or teammate, yeah. right? And you have influence over them, and you know that because maybe you're the older player and they're the younger player, and you know you have influence. Well, guess what? You've got a responsibility, but you also have a privilege yeah. and an opportunity. I think privilege to do is something the right word. You're right. Privilege is the right word. If I could look back on my opportunity that I had to influence people in college. And in high school, if I even had any inkling of the privilege that I had, I would have used it better. But I didn't look at it as a privilege. I didn't think of it that way. But what you really do have is a privilege and an opportunity. And and I'm afraid most players just don't think about it either way. Right. right? I don't think they're thinking of it as a privilege or as a responsibility. I I just don't think they're thinking much of it one way or the other, TJ. I don't know if you would agree with that. They're kind of just going right they're just kind of just cruising through life right yeah this so this is a good opportunity to think about it like gosh what does it mean to have that kind of influence so you take a few minutes and think about that players if you're you know if you're wondering or you've never thought about what does it mean to have that kind of privilege and and i think about it with like grades for example right a lot of my guys you know teammates you know one of their teammates will become ineligible and then they start really trying to push that player to improve their grades and go meet with the tutor and they're holding them accountable to get their grades back to get that player back on the court yeah and then my head I can't help but to think well listen if you truly had your teammates back if that is your boy why'd you let him get there in the first place right Right? you're being so good right now but like right now it's too late yeah he's missing a week he's missing the the games leading up to the playoffs right like where were you so I'm glad you brought that up as a proactive reminder for players Yeah, I think number two is in practice. So I think, what do you do with mistakes in practice? Uh, 
I, you know, I think practice is a as a training ground. You know, practice is a practice lab. Like you're trying to get better, and so I do think it's okay to handle in the moment mistakes uh, in practice. Now, how you handle those, I think, is really important. But when we get to games in, in a minute, I'll have a different perspective. But in practice, we're all there trying to learn and get better. And so as these mistakes are happening, I think if we just let them go, we don't handle them, we don't address them, people might forget about the play or the moment or the issue or whatever is at hand. So I do think practice is a really good time to handle mistakes well. Now, the first thing you should do when other people make mistakes is give grace. First thing you should do when you make a mistake is take accountability. I think that is the, the best way to lead via mistakes and then even though that you're giving grace doesn't mean you don't hold them accountable too i think that if somebody was to just turn the ball over three or four times the wrong response is what the heck are you doing you know it's like you know hey adam come on over here for a second listen that's three turnovers in a row man like i know it's practice and we're working on it but i think you're building a bad habit what's what's causing you to turn the ball over like that right now and so there's an investment in a player now in a game, would I would I take that same approach? No, and we'll get there in just a second. But in practice, I think that players need to know because if you address it two or three days later, they're like, I don't even remember that. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know if you address it a day later, I don't remember that when it happened in practice. So I think practice is more appropriate to address problems and mistakes as they happen. I think with handling teammates' mistakes in practice, I always go back to the standards, right? Like, listen, that, that's not how we do it. You, you know that's not how we do it, right? I, I think it's – it's holding them accountable to the standards. So it's not necessarily you're attacking them, but hey, listen, you just know how we do things as a program, right? So I think about like a lack of focus or lack of um, uh, enthusiasm or energy in the, in the practice environment. If you see kind of careless mistakes just simply because of a lack of focus, it's like, hey, lock in. Lock in, TJ. Yeah. Hey, you, you know we've got to be sharp. You know we've got to be sharp. Like we always talk about it in the program, we, we've got to be sharp. So holding them to that standard, but then also holding them to, to the potential you know that they've sh- they have and that they've also shown. So yeah. if I know you, TJ, in practice, have a different level than what you're exhibiting today, I'm going to hold you accountable, right? Not to some unrealistic expectation, but to what I know you can do. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say, TJ, hey, TJ, dude, yo, you're so, I, hey, lock in. I know you're so much better than this. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. Let's get it back. All right, and I'm going to try to hold them accountable to what I've seen them demonstrate in the past. And all I'm doing is just not letting them slip, right? I'm not getting on them. I do agree with your grace. We we talk about it often, finding that balance between truth and grace. So addressing the truth, but incorporating grace. And I think that's something that you could practice from time to time and and lead them up. It's a full session that we talk about and take players through, trying to find that balance between truth and grace to address players, but. I agree with you. Grace is a great place to start. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we talked about this today when we were just talking about parenting, you know, and it's like all of the different ways that you can do this. So I I don't agree that there's always a perfect way to handle mistakes. I think it is a lot a um, science or an art more than it is a science because a lot of times you have to feel what's needed. Like if if coach act everybody to pick up their intensity and focus and then somebody's over on the sideline you know, playing a game, having a conversation, and coach just got on to everybody. I don't know that that's the greatest moment for Grace. Like, hey, listen, man, I know that you're talking. It's okay. But coach, no. I think that's a time for a heavy, hard truth. And I think that's a time when you're like, listen, coach just said this. He set the standard. You dropped the standard. Unacceptable. You know better. 
Now, if there's other mistakes that are made and maybe they don't know better, maybe they don't have the skill, you know, something like that, maybe there's more grace involved. But when there's a high standard set, then I think you got to do that. I see this all the time, like with 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 uh, coaches. I know this is for players, but when coaches are are listening, is there's all these consequences. Same thing with parenting. Same thing with um, leading a business. Same thing with being a coach. Like there's all these threats and consequences and da 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 da. But nobody ever backs it up, right? There's players get that they understand that and so as a as a player if you're always giving grace it's okay buddy it's okay buddy it's okay buddy you know just don't worry about it it's not there's not enough truth in that and so i always the three things i say in communication truth love and transparency right now say with love as best you can but there's times when it needs to be 95 percent truth and five percent love and there's also time when it needs to be 95 percent love and five percent truth and i think that's the rub we all try and figure out whether it's running a business whether it's parenting whether it's with teammates whatever it is that you're doing we're trying to figure out what that balance is but a lot of times when it's one way or the other too much either from teammates or from coaches then you run the risk of just having a lot of things go wrong that uh, are avoidable and before we get to in game I, I we didn't mention this earlier but relationships play a huge role in this as well mm-hmm. right like when you can develop relationships with your teammates and get to know them it's going to make this whole entire topic of how to handle mistakes with your teammates just easier yeah. right doesn't make it flawless doesn't make it bulletproof but it just makes it easier but when you've got a lot of teammates that you don't know you've never communicated with off the court you don't have a relationship with it can get challenging yeah. right because you, you don't know each other's personality you don't, you don't know how they operate you don't know how they receive messages are they an emotional player like you need to sometimes know these dynamics just to better understand how to approach them. yeah and i think it's a lot to think about because it the is. opposite it's can time. be the opposite can be true also right like some of the players, maybe you have a brother or sister or a mom and dad, or when you get older, you get married. Another life lesson here to learn is a lot of times when you do have somebody that you have a deep relationship with, sometimes you're often really heavy on the truth and transparency and you forget the love just because you expect they can take it, right? And that can wear on people too. And so striking that balance is really, really hard. It really is an art more than a science. But I think really if you can get to know your your people, your teammates, your coaches better, then you'll have a better assessment of what's needed in the moment. Mm-hmm, absolutely. In-game, TJ. Yeah, in-game I think is not a good place to err on the side of, like, heavy truths. I mean, one of the greatest examples I can think about is uh, J.R. Smith, you know, pulling that ball out. If you were to go back and watch the film of what happens not only on the court, but if you were to go back and watch the bench before overtime and game one versus Golden State, like, I think if LeBron could do it over, he would take it back. He was visibly frustrated. He looked like he was going to cry. He was so mad, so angry. And I remember thinking going into overtime, like, this thing's over. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Like, their body language was so bad in the moment. And, and that's one of those ones where, gosh, I, I feel for LeBron because it had to be devastating to have to try and pretend like it was okay and I've got your back as a teammate. And he didn't. He didn't. He let truth and transparency shine through and there was no love. And you can see Jr. on one end of the bench just like, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, it was the, the most awkward down. three minutes I've ever. seen. Oh, yeah, ever. And LeBron's over there stomping his feet, throwing up his fist. Like, he looked like he just wanted to cry. And Jr. knows this. And he looks at it. And the other teams are looking at him. Other teammates are looking at him like, oh, my gosh. And that's why I think in-game situations, in-game moments, like, you know, you have to be extremely careful in those moments because, really, you practice – 
five, six days a week and you play one. So you had five or six days to work on those mistakes and talk mm-hmm. through them. That in the moment, in front of everybody, the way people feel, their guards up, they feel defensive. Like I'm not saying you should shy away from truth. I'm not saying you shouldn't tell them that, but you have to be very careful because they're not receiving it the same way they would in practice. And, and is it because you've got another play to prepare for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you really don't have time to live in the past, you know? And you're going to go back and watch the film. You're going to see it over and over again. And honestly, most of the time when a player makes a mistake in front of a two fans or a thousand fans, they know they made a mistake. Right. And so you don't necessarily need to just pile on that mistake. You know, you're taking the LeBron James, J.R. Smith illustration here. You know, it is extremely understandable how LeBron reacted, right? Yeah. Totally, right? But it doesn't make it acceptable. And it is very difficult, and it would have been very difficult for any person to have taken that moment and shown J.R. Smith grace. Mm-hmm. But if you even want a remote chance of winning that game in overtime, it's what you got to do. Yeah, it's it's what you have to do. Now there will be a time to address it later, but in that moment to get back on the same page and to get each of our mindsets back focused on the game, he would have needed to step in. and And I got to give this to LeBron because I don't think any of the other teammates on that roster have enough power as LeBron to kind of take a moment like that. It it, it would have needed to come from LeBron, but if LeBron in that moment could have put his arm around JR and kind of rallied him and said, listen, hey, that's behind us. Mm-hmm. Our best five minutes right now. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We got your back, JR. Let's go. That would have been the only shot. Doesn't mean they would have won, but it doesn't. It does mean they wouldn't. hopefully wouldn't have gotten blown out right. and kind of went onto the court just lifeless the way they were. It was the only option. Yeah. If they even wanted a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I like I liked the the fifty percent rule. And here's what the fifty percent rule is is like whatever you would do in practice, get fifty percent more grace in a game. So let's say that in practice it's twenty five percent grace, seventy five percent truth, right? Flip it in a game. It needs to be seventy five percent grace with a trend of uh, you know a hint of truth in there to know what's going on. If it's fifty fifty, just give them a hundred percent grace in that particular situation. So I think it's a good gauge. Like you know, on the practice time, drop it fifty percent. If you think, gosh, that's a huge mistake, they deserve a hundred percent grace here because we're going to ruin their confidence. Then I would drop it to fifty percent. You know, and so I think if you're just thinking in terms of how much grace, there's no perfect answer for it, but I. I always like the idea of 50% more than practice. Love that. Players, listen, we typically keep these episodes around 10 to 11 minutes. Today was a little bit longer just because we had a lot we wanted to share. So we appreciate you tuning in and sticking with us to the end. We'd love for you to share this with your teammates. I think it'd be helpful for your entire team just to continue evaluating ways to get better. And hopefully this episode could help you get better as it relates to handling your teammates' mistakes in a better way, both on the court in practice, in game, and off the court. Listen, I'm Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.